Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casino presents Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Boost Mobile. More power to save with plans starting as low as $15 a month. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Pick up any of our award-winning sauces on the way home tomorrow night at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casino, home of Bar Canada, a north-of-the-border home, Las Vegas style. By OxyPow. Get our all-natural hand sanitizers and deodorizers for your equipment at OxyPow.com. Behind the mask, whether on ice or in line, we are the Valley Headquarters for all of your hockey needs. Buy M-Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com and find out which M-Drive is right for your lifestyle. And buy summer skates. Get your personalized shower shoes and koozies at icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the summer skates banner. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by the D Las Vegas Resort and Casino, is a part of the icetimehockeysw.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Rob Rothfarb. Well, good evening, hockey fans, and welcome in to another edition of Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you today from Denver, Colorado. My co-host, as always, Rob Rothfarb, joining me from beautiful Southern California. Rob, how are you? I am well, Scott. How are you? I am uh Exhausted. How does that sound? <laughs> what a weekend of hockey. It was NCAA hockey uh, this weekend, the uh, the Army and Air Force Rivalry Series. Colorado College uh, was at home hosting Omaha. Uh, Denver was on the road. Uh, it's uh, It was a crazy busy weekend. And now as we turn the calendar to February in the morning, um, it's time to talk some NHL hockey and a Big, big weekend coming up in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's going to be the NHL All-Star Game presented by Honda. And, uh, Rob, it's coming west. The All-Star Game is coming west again. Well, if anybody can make an All-Star Game uh, a spectacular uh, show, it will be Vegas. Uh, So I'm looking forward to it. I was just reading some stuff about the skills competition, how one of the competitions they're going to have to shoot uh, something into cards, and they're going to play 21 that way. Yeah, I saw that. I'm going to ask. Uh, we're going to have our own Stephen Marsh, who is, uh, of course, a Vegas native, uh, on here in about 15 minutes or so. And we'll ask him if he knows about that. But, yeah, I saw that. Um, <laughs> only in Vegas, right? Only in Vegas. I also heard they're doing something uh, in, in, near, around the fountains at uh, the Bellagio. Yeah, I heard I was reading something about that too. And uh, like I said, it's going to be a spectacular show. Uh, every part of it this weekend, uh, or yeah, this weekend coming up now that we're Monday. Uh, it's I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's going to be exciting, it's going to be fast, it's going to be uh, filled with first timers. Uh, you know, there's a lot of snubs, we could talk about that. Uh, but you know, uh, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun anyway you look at it. You know, in addition to the snubs, uh, there's a lot of last-minute injuries that are taking guys out. Uh, one of them, right here in front of me in Denver, uh, uh, 
a mid-ice collision is all I can say between Taylor Hall and uh, Nathan McKinnon. And uh, unfortunately, Nathan McKinnon's stick was in the position to uh, pretty much destroy his face at that time. And, uh, <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's not a laughing matter, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't even been a penalty if uh, he hadn't had a stick. There probably would not have been nearly the injury as what that stick did to him, but broke his face, gave him a, yeah. uh, broke his nose gave him a facial fracture, and uh, the captain of the uh, Central Division will not be uh, in the All-Star game um, due to it. I know. That was that was an ugly-looking situation. It was hard to see uh, the hit. I was listening to some of the guys on NHL Network. It didn't seem like uh, the hit, according to the general consensus, was, was out of character. Or uh, our outlandish, but it was the stick being in the wrong spot that really caused everything to be worse than it was. Yeah, and of course, uh, anytime uh, your superstar goes down, uh, everybody takes things into their own hands. So <laughs> it got a little rough from that point, but uh, the Avalanche did continue on and did continue their winning streak of the uh, a win over uh, Boston, Boston Bruins at that time, and. Um, it's now at 18 games, Rob, the home winning streak for the uh, the Avalanche. They've won, I believe, 15 games in the month of January, which is just ridiculous, 15 or 16. Uh, I will be at Ball Arena tomorrow night, of course, on February 1st as the Arizona Coyotes come in. And uh, let's see, will, will this be win number 19 in a row at home for the Avalanche, or are the Coyotes poised to be a streak breaker? I don't know. I don't know. They're, uh, if they did, they would actually finally catch the Cardinals and wins. Uh, so they do have that as motivation. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. oh, I love it. Colorado is playing good hockey right now. And uh, as before the show, I was thinking about, if possible, like what would be my final four at the All-Star break right now? And I would have to say, if it's possible to happen, and I don't know if it is, but it'd be like Colorado, Minnesota from the West – and it'd be Florida and Carolina. Those are, to me, for the most part, the most consistent teams. They all have decent goaltending right now. We'll see what happens, obviously, come playoff time. But just the way they've been playing and the way they rebound from streaks, and just look at their last 10, uh, Carolina's 7-2-1, uh, Florida's 8-2, uh, Colorado's 10-0, and and then you have Minnesota at 8-1-1. So, like I said, the hotter teams – usually do well going into playoff time. Uh, but those four teams are playing a really good brand of hockey. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And uh, if you'll pardon the, uh, the uh, pun of uh, Vegas, the wild card uh, in that group is uh, obviously going to be Vegas because they're playing, have been playing uh, um, undermanned. They're getting some guys back and healthy now, but uh, Jack Eichel, very, very close. He was on the last road trip with them. So right. that tells you he must be getting close. And then, of course, they're going to have to make some moves to get into the salary cap and then see if they can put it all together to make a stretch run. But, yeah, I think those four teams you mentioned are definitely, at this point, the four teams that you'd look at. Yeah, they they're all have goaltending that's playing really well. Uh, Bobrovsky in Florida, they were up 8-4 last I saw uh, against Columbus. Uh, you know, Minnesota would uh, – which Stalak, I, I believe, is one of their goalies. Uh, but they're just they're just playing good hockey. Uh, Carolina, Frederick Anderson is an all-star and playing great hockey. So goaltending still is leading the way. 
but those teams have some offense as well. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of offense, um, Evander Kane signed this week with the uh, Edmonton Oilers. I happen to have them on as we are broadcasting tonight. And uh, it's 2-1 Ottawa in Ottawa. Still very few fans, just a few spattering of fans in the building. Uh, that, I, I guess, fortunately, is going to start to change in Canada starting tomorrow. So that will be good news. But your thoughts on Evander Kane and, and signing? I don't know if you heard any of the press conference, but uh, um, he didn't really go into detail about uh, the issues. No, I I didn't. Uh, I didn't hear the press conference. Honestly, you know, he hasn't been proven to do anything wrong right now other than the Vax card. He paid the dues with that. Let's see. Let You know, everybody deserves a second chance. I mean, he's a solid player. Uh, he's one of those guys One of those guys that on your team you love him, off the, for the most part, except for the last team, the Sharks. Uh, but, you know, when you play against him, you hate it. He can play any type of game you want. I liken him to a lot to Nazem Kadri of Colorado, one of those guys that just, you just – want to root for most times because they play hard all the time. Yeah. And he uh, didn't waste long getting on the score sheet, scored the first goal the other night against Montreal. But um, a lot of people are saying, let's take the wait and see approach, um, especially on the ice because uh, they beat Montreal, the worst team in hockey at the moment, but they also, uh, they also are struggling mightily tonight against Ottawa. So uh, who knows what that's going to mean. Personally, I don't think it's going to get them where they need to go because I think the problem lies in net, as you and I have well documented on the on the show uh, recently. But anyway, um, so so that's kind of the the role of that. Um, anything else in the NHL that happened over the last week that just jumped up and you said, "Hey, we got to talk about this." Uh, well, honestly, uh, it was mentioned more in, in an NH AHL article. Uh, but he was, you know, he played in the NHL as well, coached in the NHL. Mike Nikolak passed away, uh, a name from my youth uh, growing up. Uh, four years, I believe he was the head coach of the Maple Leafs. Uh, so I just wanted to mention that just because of people who were around the game for so long, I, I think I believe that he was the AHL's all-time leading score, uh, goal scorer. Uh, so it's just one of those things that uh, we're not talking much AHL tonight. Uh, we'll talk, we can talk about a couple guys playing in the Olympics. Uh, but I just wanted to pass that along uh, just since he's been such an NHL, AHL lifer. That seems like every single week there's somebody. I, I don't know if it's just me noticing it more, but it seems like we lose somebody almost every single week, and it, it's uh, it's weird. It really yeah. is just to keep seeing these type things happen. I know it's life, right, and that's what happens, but um, goodness gracious, that's uh, that's tough. Um Hi. So we're going to have Steven come on here shortly, but before he comes on, let's start breaking down the, uh, the all-star game um, for the first half. And then we'll have Steven on, then we'll talk a little bit about the uh, Olympics, which uh, all the players and coaches have now reported. I believe they're all in uh, China as we speak and in their Olympic bubble. And there's air quotes around that one, but um <laughs> So anyway, um, let, let's dig into that. I, I want to go one more time over this all-star skills thing because uh, I'm looking at it as you probably were on NHL.com, and um, it, that's a pretty cool picture they have of the uh, Bellagio fountains and the pucks, uh, shooting pucks floating on the uh, 
<laughs> out on the uh, water. Um, so it's it's pretty cool. Yes, I agree. Uh, I'm actually trying to pull it up. My computer uh, crashed a little bit as far as the uh, skills competition page. Uh, but no, the, it's it's going to be a total showmanship uh, weekend for Vegas. It's going to put Vegas on the back on the map for hockey. Uh, their team is going to have Eichel probably sometime in February. So it just will add to the excitement of hockey in Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, uh, the other big thing coming out of this is the NHL and the NHLPA have uh, an update on COVID-19 protocol, which means they're not going to be testing uh, asymptomatic players any longer. So that, uh, I'm sure the players are loving that part of it. And uh, we're going to hope that that things get under control and we don't see any more variants, knock on wood, but you know that's probably going to (laughs) happen. I mean, this is uh, is something out there, but – um, yeah, it's uh, it's been crazy. I guess the other thing we didn't really mention was uh, Carrie Price uh, met the media the other day and uh, and spoke um, uh, directly to people and gave no hints as to uh, where he wanted to go other than stay in Montreal. Well, uh, I didn't hear the press conference, but uh, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, he he loves it there. I know they've had some turmoil in the organization, but it seems like they've treated him with nothing but uh, respect and, and uh, adm- admiration. So, you know, th- through this whole thing, uh, it's hard to leave the team that, that's helping you through a crisis that you're going through. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think – if they asked him to move on, he probably would uh, would reluctantly do it if it meant helping the organization. Right. But, right. Um, you know, who knows? He's a quality goaltender when he's healthy. Uh, first and foremost, we want him to be healthy mentally right. and physically and, and then take it from there. And uh, I think we have Steven with us right now. So if we do, let's bring him on and, and let's ask him what he's seeing in Vegas as All-Star Week gets rocking and rolling. So, Stephen, if you're with us, Scott and Rob with you tonight, uh, Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, we want to hear what you know in the in the Sin City as they get ready for the NHL All-Star Game this weekend. How are you? Well, Scott and Rob, uh, great to be with you. Yeah, it's a big week here in Las Vegas. Of course, almost every week is a big week here, but this is really a big week uh, for Las Vegas. As you mentioned, the, the All-Star festivities going on here this this week. Um, I want to ask you this, Stephen, right yeah. off the get-go. I'm looking at a picture on NHL.com of the Bellagio Fountains. Um, wow. If it's going to look like that, all I can say is wow. Um, you know, it, it says... That screams, that screams Vegas, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really what does. Kind of boat? What kind of boat are they traveling to the rim? <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 I, that I don't know. But, but you know, it's kind of interesting because... The NFL draft, uh, which was supposed to be you know, during the 2020, they were going to do a similar thing where they're going to boat people out onto the fountains and stuff and do something with the with the NFL draft. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting that the Bellagio is it's kind of got that iconic um, it's got that iconicness about it. You know, everybody wants to use it for different things and and it's uh, and everybody sees the fountains at every time and, and aerial shots and stuff. So it's it's such a it's such a famous thing and. And so it's uh, it's cool that the NHL is going to be doing that for for the Vegas uh, All Star Game. Well, things kick off on Thursday uh, with the Fan Fest. I know you're thinking about maybe getting over there to take in that a little bit of what's going on there. I think that's always a good thing. But um, 
what what this says, and I'm just reading it right off the, the website. It says players in the fountains at Bellagio shooting pucks at targets. Players on a Las Vegas Boulevard with the Strip's Main Street shut down will yeah. be shooting pucks at oversized deck of cards trying to achieve 21. <laughs> yeah, no, How I... Vegas is that? Oh, oh I know. I, I, I saw that. I was just excited about that. I... I don't know if it's going to be exciting when the when the strip shuts down. That always makes it kind of a, a nightmare. But I'm not sure exactly where on the strip that's going to be taking place. But that is uh, going to be exciting. And and I'm guessing, I'm guessing it's going to be done live during the actual show because sometimes they they tape some of these things because it's not going to you know the rest of the stuff's going to be inside T-Mobile Arena. But these two events are going to be uh, outside on on location. So you wonder if they're going to be pre-recorded ahead of time and just air during the show, or if they're going to actually. Uh, do something uh, live during the time, but um, it's yeah, it's very cool. The the thing with the cards thing is going to be cool. You know, they're gonna they're gonna shoot pucks on this big oversized deck, as you said, and it's gonna have different values like you would in a deck of cards, and they'll have to try to hit twenty one as as few as cards as possible without going over. So that's gonna be uh, be cool. You know, whoever wins, it's gonna be one and done because I mean. I don't see them doing this next year and wherever the all-star game is. I mean, I mean, maybe they will, but you know, I mean, you know, I don't think you could go out onto the Bellagio fountains in whatever state you're going to next year. So whoever, whoever's going to participate in those events, it's going to be a, a, a special for them because it's, it's going to be so it's going to be unique to Las Vegas and whoever wins, well, they're, they're not going to really defend. They're going to keep that, that win because unless until the all-star game comes back to Vegas, when that time comes and they do an event like that again, Unless they other cities can do similar things, and on water things like that, but um, so that's that's going to be kind of cool for whoever gets to participate in that. That it's it's a new thing. It's 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 part of the Vegas All Star Game, and and whoever wins, well, they'll they'll maybe just be the one time champ of it because who knows if they'll have those sort of events for, you know, wherever it goes because it's not going to be in Vegas obviously every year. How's this for a prop bet? Which line of the <laughs> cards gets hit the least? Because that top row, when you're not shooting off of ice, I mean, with, I don't know what they're what they're actually shooting off of, with the if if it's like a uh, skating type of material that's not ice, but it looks like it, those top ones. I don't know. That's a that's a that's a long way up. <laughs> it looks like in a long way away from the shooting area. <laughs> yeah, no, I, travel. Yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see which one which one gets hit the uh, the most. And which one will get hit the the least, and 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 hopefully nobody gets hurt too. You know, I don't know what sort of people will be able to watch these events take place. I'm guessing the people will be able to watch at least you know there in front of the Bellagio and and there at the at the site where they're going to do that that deck thing. But um, it'll be interesting to to see that and and see who will, who will get a if anybody will even get a blackjack. You know, they'll maybe they maybe they their first hit they'll hit an ace and then they'll hit a, a ten or a face card and they'll and they'll have a blackjack and you know. And, I guess that's the quickest way you could do it, obviously, and it's like you would in blackjack. So um, that'll be interesting to see if anybody will be able to achieve that. And if they get, if they do, well, wow. they get, well, they get a instead of getting the thirty thousand or whatever the prize is going to be, well, they get paid two to one, like you do in blackjack when you get <laughs> when you get a blackjack. Well, well I want to know who the house is. Is the house Gary Bettman on this? <laughs> Let, let's hope not. <laughs> yeah, 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 Gary Bettman or. Or uh, or Bill Foley or somebody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, it says, and again, I'm reading up the website because this is just fascinating to me. Uh, 52 targets, uh, like 52 cards in the For deck. 52 I guess. cards in a deck. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I love it. Um, 
and and they're going to give the uh, the opportunities to to double down. Um, they're going to use celebrities and Vegas personalities to kind of enhance the experience. So that'll be cool. Then they're going to have five more events that are going to be held inside T-Mobile, uh, which will include the Verizon NHL Fastest Skater, the Duncan NHL Save Streak, the EA NHL Hardest Shot, the Adidas NHL Breakaway Challenge, and the Honda NHL Accuracy Shooting. Stephen, before you came on, Rob and I were talking about um, – you know, there, there's been some injuries lately, and one of them, of course, Nathan McKinnon, where I'm right here in Denver. And uh, tomorrow night I'll be at Ball Arena to see uh, uh, Denver try to improve their winning streak at home to 19 games as they host the Arizona Coyotes. But what are your thoughts on uh, on the injuries? It, it, oh, Arizona's going to spoil the party right? on that one. <laughs> I, yeah, that is a First of all, I think Arizona thinks it's going to – Steven, hold on. I'm going in uh, on the thought of this. Either I'm going to see win number 19 in a row at home at ball, or I'm going <laughs> to see the street busters. Oh, my goodness. What a hockey game it's going to be, though, I think. No, I agree, yeah. Well, um, yeah, it is, unfortunate about Na- it is unfortunate about Nathan McKinnon because it's just, uh, you know, he's such a good player, and, and it's he was going to be wa- fun to watch in the All-Star uh game and all the festivities there and he's not going to be able to to participate so that's that's a bummer but uh you know whoever ended up taking his place will uh will be able to get a chance to to participate in that but the main thing is that mckinnon you know gets gets better from his injury so he can be back to helping colorado in their uh, second half run to the playoffs and you know stanley cup run that they hope to be on well steven let me ask you this who are you most excited to see as far as the all-star weekend going uh, from each, you can pick a guy from each division. Has that? Well, I I I saw that uh, they're going to invite Trevor Zegers to be involved in some of the festivities. I I would think that that would certainly be much much watched. That kid has been uh, been really. Maybe he'll do another uh, Michigan play or something where he tries to you know flick the puck into the net again or something. You know the 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 breakaway competition with the goaltending is always a, a fun one because you just you know you, you love to see what kind of moves the players are going to try to make to make beat the goaltenders. And then you're going to try to see, you know, you're going to try to see the, the goaltenders flash the leather and, and make those sort of stops. So, so that's kind of, kind of cool. I, you know, I just, I just think the whole, the whole weekend is, is, is fun. I, I really like the format that they, they adopted with the uh, all-star uh, festivity with, with the doing the three on three that they've, that's been in play for a few years now. I think it makes for much more exciting uh, play and obviously having the divisions go at each other and then, you know, and then kind of as a, a little tournament style there. And, and of course, you're going to have excited to see the Golden Knights players in it, of course, from a Vegas perspective and Pete DeBoer coaching the, the Pacific Division team. But just all the all the players that are going to be in it. And it's it's so it's so interesting because there's so many players that deserve to be in it that aren't going to be in it. You know, this the talent in this league is is so top notch. And, and there's so many players that, that deserve to are very capable of being being in an all-star game that aren't going to get in just because of the the number the limited numbers but um it's just going to be a, a fun weekend and, and like i said being being in, in vegas um it's the only bummer about it is it's kind of share it's kind of has to share the spotlight a little bit with the pro bowl which is a big deal here this week too for for the nfl and so there's been a lot of attention on that too which that typically isn't a big deal for the nfl but of course being vegas and everything 
that's going to be a big deal. So it's it's kind of a bummer, but it's kind of caps off a whole big weekend here in Vegas with with the NHL All Star stuff, and then and then of course the the Pro Bowl stuff going on too. So it's just a big massive sports weekend in general here in in Las Vegas. It's the sports center of the world this weekend, huh? <laughs> yeah, it seems to be the sports center of the world in a lot of weekends, but uh, certainly the case this, this year. But of course, we're excited most about the hockey stuff. But that's the only thing I, th- I thought about. Like, man, why did the NFL have to? Why did the Pro Bowl have to be? You know, the same weekend as the NHL All Star festivities. But hopefully, the uh, the NHL does get to do theirs first, and and you know, so that's cool. And and hopefully, it'll really. And I and I expect it to be. The, they're going to have top notch performers. You know, they're going to have you know introduce and you know as. as you know, Golden Knights do well with their games, and of course, this is going to be on a on a league level, a scale like that. So, it ought to be uh, it ought to be very uh, well well done by everybody. Let Let me ask you both this, and Rob, you'll be able to jump in on this. Evgeny uh, Kuznetsov is replacing uh, Rangers defenseman Adam Fox, um, so that's a forward uh, replacing a defenseman. Uh, Weird, but would have been would have been worse, Rob, for you if it had been replaced by an Islander. Uh, well, actually, you know what? There's there's a couple of guys, Tony D'Angelo, Chris Latang, that were worthy of of being a defenseman to replace a defenseman. Uh, you know, you're always happy when when a guy gets to go there. Uh, I mean, look, Mika Zibanejad was voted in as the uh, the extra player for their division, and Kuznetsov could have replaced him because Mika couldn't go. I don't know. I, I just think there's more worthy candidates. Yeah, I think you're probably right on that one. So, Stephen, give us a thumbnail view for all, all of us that are not in Vegas right now. Are people starting to come in? Is there a buzz about this weekend and that actually is going to start on Thursday? And um, what what's it like? What's it like being a Vegas resident and seeing all this stuff happen? Yeah, I, I think there's I think there's certainly a buzz, uh, you know, the Golden Knights do have a game tomorrow, so there is one more game at T-Mobile before the uh, All-Star break, as the uh, Golden Knights host the Buffalo Sabers. So you've got you've got that going on, and then, uh, but yeah, I think you know, I think people will start coming in. You know, when usually when you have these sort of big weekends like this, and you usually see people start to arrive. You know, usually maybe on the Wednesday or or Thursday, you know, and, and check everything out. And so I think you're going to start to see pro- people probably come in. You know, on on Wednesday. And Thursday, you know, Friday and Saturday is the NHL stuff. So, um, as I mentioned, the Pro Bowl stuff too. So that you got that 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 part too. So you've got those events too. But from the hockey side of things, uh, obviously Friday and Saturday is the events. And then of course you talked about the Fan Fest, which is going to be all weekend long at the uh, Convention Center, Las Vegas Convention Center. So, um, and there'll be a lot of activities that people can do there. And I and I. And like I said, I, I'm going to try to check out the Fan Fest. It's very affordable, 15 bucks for somebody to go check out the Fan Fest. There's a lot of things you can do there. You know, you can obviously take a picture with the Stanley Cup. You can – I think there will be a – Don't thing, touch it. Don't touch it. Yeah, don't touch it. Um, you know, and then I think there's a thing you can pretend to, like, broadcast a, a game or something. There will be a booth set up there, I think, and there will be some other interactive things. There are going to be – at some point during that weekend, there's going to be stuff with the ma- – a lot of the mascots along the, the NHL. So uh, that's always a big fun – Fun thing too that you know the, the mascots who gets the bragging rights there and and stuff. So hey, as long as you're on the topic of mascots, did you happen to see my tweet? Um, the uh, the Air Force Falcon um, came out and uh, jumped into a selfie with me uh, at ice level. So um, pardon the pun, but he kind of took me under his wing. <laughs> and that's hard to do. That's hard for somebody 
to, to take on that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I had a lot of fun with that one. That was great. Um, okay. Were, were, you, uh, were you sitting down on that one all day, just giggling all day? <laughs> yeah. he all was day. Hoping, this he has was been a, a whole weekend, Rob. <laughs> he was hoping I would bring up mascots because it, it led to, to write in uh, – right into that but i'm sure he would have found a way to get it in somehow but <laughs> yeah and and the funny part of it was he was from minnesota no <laughs> no 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 that would have been like a canadian goose or a, a duck or something like that but no the air force falcon one uh, uh you know more new uh, feathered friends i guess you'd call us okay i want to ask you about covid because we have to um the nhl and the nhlpa rob and i talked about this earlier issued an update saying they're not going to test uh, after the all-star game they're not going to test asymptomatic what's the uh the covid situation in vegas well i think it's i think it's becoming like a lot of places it's it's settling it's uh it's settling down some i think we we had that uh we had that surge with the uh, the omicron uh variant and i think we're seeing that kind of settle down a little bit and then the numbers are are declining so that that's a good sign and, you know, I just hope that, um, you know, that I, I think I think we're kind of in a position now where where maybe we can we can kind of lessen the testing. I mean, if if a lot of people have been vaccinated, most most of the NHL players have been vaccinated and, you know, and that doesn't keep you from getting it. But, you know, if you're asymptomatic and, you know, I, I think they want to have as few disruptions as possible. You know, they had to use this. This three weeks, you know, this was supposed to be kind of the big send off to the Olympics. The, the players were supposed to leave from Las Vegas and, and get on a flight to China and get ready for the Winter Olympics in Beijing. Obviously, we know now because of all the, the COVID stuff from earlier in the season and the postponement that and of course, the concerns with the with the COVID situation in China and the, the potential of being stuck there. Um, obviously, the NHL changed that and the players aren't going. So now you got uh, other players going, not, not NHL players, but. That what that means is I had to make up a bunch of games during this three week period. Well, let's well, we, hopefully that'll get everybody caught up to uh, when we get back to end of February when the, the season was supposed to resume. And now with these new testing things, that we'll see fewer disruptions. And I'm sure we will because you know if you're testing less, if you're testing asymptomatic people and you're and you're testing less, you're going to have less cases pop up. And you know, and I think I, I think that's you know okay. So I mean, yeah, it's it's hopefully that means that. You know, the NFL is doing the same thing, you know, and so I think it's just kind of maybe we can kind of get more into it where we we're not afraid of COVID. We just kind of deal with it. And, you know, if you're sick and you're having symptoms, then you get tested and, you, and you're out. But, you know, if you're asymptomatic and you're able to continue and and play, then, you know, then I think that that'll be that'll be good. And, and hopefully that means that we can have more of a norm, normalcy, I guess, so to speak. Yeah, you won't have as big rush to turn over. You won't have as much need uh, for players off the taxi squad. Uh, it would definitely keep uh, a little bit of semblance of order uh, in the second half of the season because they're not going to be able to make up games like they have uh, this three-week period to do for the previous one. So I'm sure that was part of the thinking by both the NHL and the NHLPA. Yeah, totally, totally agree with you on that. Um, give us a thumbnail of the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights before we let you go here. I know you don't have all night to spend with us, but give us a rundown of that. Rob was just uh, breaking down uh, the four teams that he thought were the hottest right now and were probably the final four teams, but one of them was not the Vegas Golden Knights. So um, what do you think about that? How are they uh, How are they coming along, and how close is Jack Eichel? Have an idea? 
Uh, I don't know. He was still wearing a non-contact jersey today, I believe, in practice. Uh, I think a lot of people were hoping, maybe Eichel included, that he was going to be able to play tomorrow when it's the Sabres are here in Las Vegas and playing the playing the Golden Knights. But that isn't going to happen. He was still in a non-contact jersey, so he's not ready for that sort of action yet. And and you know, just when you think the Golden Knights are are going to get fully healthy, you know, it more injuries happen. And now Zach Whitecloud is 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 out for at least the next game and. We'll see how he plays after the – see how this availability after the little break here, after the All-Star festivities. And you got uh, a couple players. Did we lose Steven there or was it just me? I lost him. I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, I, I can see he's still, he's still talking, but I can't hear him. <laughs> Steven, can you hear us, Steven? <laughs> Somehow, somehow the magic of of technology disappeared, Stephen. So we'll uh, we'll see if he's got time to come back on. In the meantime, um, you want to break down these rosters real quick, Rob, and then uh, we'll you do Metropolitan and Atlantic, and I'll do the Central and uh, Pacific. Uh, absolutely. And uh, the biggest the biggest thing is the youth of uh, the Atlantic Division being snubbed. Uh, Lucas Raymond, uh, Moritz Sider. Uh, Alex Nudakovic, the goalie for the Red Wings. That, was, that Red Wing team is going to be tough in a few years. But uh, you look at the uh, Metropolitan Division, I see a lot of speed. It's Sebastian Ajo, Claude Giroux, Jake Gensel, and Jack Hughes. Off, <laughs> Kuznetsov, we talked about. Uh, Kreider, Ovechkin. Again, more speed. And then you got some pop on the back end. We got Adam Pellich, Zach Wierenski from Columbus, Frederick Anderson, Goaltender and Tristan Jari. So on the back end, these are two goalies that are used to the up and down type of game. So I think they'll do well. I honestly do think they'll do well in the uh, in the three on three. And then uh, for the Atlantic Division, you have Patrice Bergeron, Jonathan Huberto, Dylan Larkin, Austin Matthews, Steven Stamkos, Nick Suzuki, Brady Tkachuk, Rasmus Dahlin on the back end, Victor Hedman, Jack Campbell, and Veseleski, uh, the goaltenders. Uh, again, more run-and-gun type of goaltenders from their team. Uh, I think that uh, from the Atlantic and the Metropolitan, speed is the name of the game. And, of course, uh, Drake Batherson suffered that uh, unfortunate injury, if we can call yeah. it unfortunate, uh, with Aaron Dell. Um, so he's being replaced by uh, Brady Kachuk. Um, Central Division uh, loaded. Uh, Pacific Division loaded. Uh, Central Division will ha- feature Kyle Connor, Alex DeBrinkett, uh, Nazem Kadri, uh, Kirill Kaprizov, Clayton Keller, Jordan Cairo, um, Joe Pavelski up front. Joe Pavelski, what a year he's having for an uh, up in the ages, uh, up in the years uh, forward from Dallas. Uh, Roman Yossi was added to replace Nathan McKinnon. Uh, Kale McCarr will be, of course, there from Colorado. And uh, Saros and Talbot will round off the two goaltenders uh, for that squad. Uh, when we get to Pacific Division, no surprise here. Leon Dreisaitl, Jordan Eberle, uh, Johnny Goudreau, Adrian Kempe, Connor McDavid, Timo Meyer, Mark Stone, and Troy Terry, the Denver native and uh, boss, or uh, Denver University uh, college player from a- playing with Anaheim right now, rounds out the forward. Alex Petrangelo, John Gibson, and uh, Thatcher Demko. How, how come we only have one defenseman with uh, <laughs> with the Pacific Division? That can't be right, can it? Well, it's just interesting that every team, every other one has seems to have two defensemen. 
and uh, except for the uh, Pacific Division. Well, maybe they're gonna maybe they're dropping one of the forwards back to defense. I don't know. It's three on three. I I don't think that uh, you have to have a set number of defensemen. I just think that you look at some of the defensemen that are there, though. Uh, they're they're some of the better skating defensemen. Yeah, I think you're probably right there. And a lot of first-time guys. I mean, you look at just specific division, Thatcher Demko, the San Diego product, uh, first trip to the All-Star game, Troy Terry, Mark Stone, Timo Meyer, uh, Adrian Kempe, all first-timers at the All-Star game. That's weird, isn't it? Mark Stone, you throw him in there? Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. That was the that was one of the surprise one that it was his first. Uh, you know, you look at some of the other ones, Kyle Connor, Alex Debrinkit in the central, uh on the Cabril Caprizo. Not surprised that all these guys are in their first All Star game, but but you look at Mark Stone, I would have sug- I would have thought he would be at least on his second or third All Star game and not just his first. I think we got Steven back. Steven, where'd you go? <laughs> Sorry about that. I was I was talking and and I finished what I was saying and that nobody was responding and I was having an issues with uh, the connection. So I'm not sure how much of that you got. If you probably didn't get any, we of didn't it. get much at all. I think you just started. So if you can remember what you were saying, go ahead and throw it out there. We were talking about the Vegas Golden Knights, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, we were. So um, I'll just kind of say it real quickly. So. The, the Golden Knights, they, they go into a tough road trip. They get five out of eight points. And, you know, they had the homestand before where they struggled. So that's a situation where you think at eight at home they sh- should dominate. And then the road trip, maybe they, they struggle to get some wins. But, you know, they kind of had a mediocre homestand. They were kind of 500. They go out on the road. They get five out of a possible eight points in some really tough places. So uh, pretty good there. Um, uh, as we think that the Golden Knights are getting healthier, then they have more issues with COVID and injuries. Zach Whitecloud is now out for at least the next game. No Dylan Coughlin still. Martinez is still out. You got a, another player on, on protocol. So, um, you know, and, and so you have all that. And then, you know, Eichel is still, you know, they were hopeful. I, you know, I think Eichel was hopeful that maybe he would be able to play against his former team, but he's, he's still not ready. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. But uh, I think once this team does get healthy, um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be obviously a, a contender for the Stanley Cup as they've been the last several years now. Um, so it'll be exciting, but uh, we kind of get a glimpse of them being healthy, and then things keep happening. It's kind of like uh, I don't know they're kind of accident prone this year. It seems like these players, but uh, but the fact that they're able to be at the top of the Pacific Division at where they are, and uh, and and even though they've they've had not a full roster almost this whole season. That's uh, that's pretty remarkable, but um, so I'd only imagine what they're going to be when they they do get uh, get healthy fully, whenever that may be, and who knows when that'll be. But hopefully it'll be at some point. Yeah, I, I think the stretch run is going to be really exciting, and uh, there's just so many games that have to be made up in February and March and into April to uh, to finish everything up on time on April 29th, and and, and even that April 29th ending the season, uh, there ain't going to be much of a summer, boys. Well, and that's and that's one thing too that Vegas might have a little bit of an advantage. They really haven't had too many of their games postponed uh, this season. Even you know, I think they had a couple of games. The Calgary trip that they're going to do in, the, in February, or you know, the the back to back thing that they're going to do in a couple of weeks, they had a couple home games postponed that'll be made up later this month. But they took a game from April and moved it to uh, February, the, a trip to San Jose. So um, they moved a game, uh, but 
they're gonna have they're gonna play a couple of games and then they'll have a few days off. They'll play a couple of games and have a few days off during their three week break. So I don't know if that's an advantage or not. I, they'll be a little bit more rested. These other these other teams will have to probably play several games uh, during this stretch. So um, you know, if you're the Golden Knights, maybe that's a good thing. If you're still nursing some injuries, you won't have as many games over these next uh, few weeks. Uh, they'll have about four or five that they'll play uh, before the. Uh, you know, before the end of this break was supposed to happen at the end of February, once the the Olympics are over. But um, yeah, it's so maybe that's something that'll benefit the Golden Knights too. I, and just going over these next few weeks, if they're trying to get their players back and and healthy, is they won't have a very heavy heavy schedule because they haven't had as many postponements as a lot of teams. I'm thinking like the Canadian teams. You know, they've had to postpone a lot of games because of the travel thing and COVID and, and they're moving games because of the, the, the attendance thing, because of Canada's limiting attendance and several places, Montreal still trucking through and playing games with no fans again. So, so yeah, I mean, it's still a thing, but uh, so that might be one thing too, that will, will benefit the Golden Knights too. When, when Jack Eichel is ready to come back, what moves do you see being made to fit him into the uh, cap? <laughs> I, I I wish I had that answer. I you know I I don't know. I you know that is, that's the one thing too that yeah once Eichel's back, yeah now you, there's a salary cap thing you got to deal with, and, and certainly the Golden Knights have lived, lived so dangerously to the close to the salary cap. Obviously they're they're going to be over, and I, you know I don't I don't know. You know this. Uh, you, you know my you know my thoughts right. That's what that long-term uh, <laughs> injured reserve is for. Uh, you just find somebody that's got some. Uh, some sort of injury that needed to be fixed and they were going to play through it. And yet you, you get it fixed now and you bring Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People, people have said that. And I think they've, they've mentioned that. And of course, Kucherov had the kind of a thing where he didn't play until the playoffs started. And, you know, Pacioretty thought maybe they do that with Pacioretty, but he's back, but you know, and, and people have asked that. And I guess, you know, the league is pretty good about, about injuries. They, they check up on these things and make sure the player is really injured. So they're not just doing that just to avoid salary cap things. So um, there's got to be something there. Um, you can't, I mean, maybe it's a little something, maybe they can pretend it's something else. I don't, so I, well, but uh, yeah, <laughs> That's just me Smith, playing devil's advocate. No, I, but yeah, Riley Smith is the name that may be thrown out there. And I, that would be a tough one. Cause he's a good player too, but I mean, they're going to have to, they're going to have to make some sort of move, you know? And uh, of course the golden Knights just, had some contract extensions, but that doesn't necessarily affect for this, this season. But, um, but you look at the players, maybe that they have extended given contract extensions, soon as like an Amadio and, and McNabb. And maybe that can kind of give you an idea of, of that, that they're committed to those players, maybe on a few year basis. So um, that means maybe obviously somebody that makes a lot of money is going to have to, as is going to have to come off the books somehow. So yeah, trade is go. probably going to, Steven, you're getting gonna traded. Be... Look out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't want to. Yeah, maybe I'll be traded. <laughs> yeah, then I'll be doing uh, ice time Midwest awesome. or ice time East Coast or something instead of ice time Southwest. <laughs> uh, thanks for spending some time with us and updating us on what's going on in Vegas. We're gonna take a quick break so, and then Rob and I are the, uh, come th- back thanks, and talk guys. Olympics. Uh, sorry if the connection was a little bad. I was driving and uh, and I don't I don't at some point the connection might have went out, so I apologize. But yeah, thanks for having me guys on, guys. And it should be a fun week with the All Star festivities here and. And uh, it should be fun, and, and hopefully people will enjoy it on TV, watching it on uh, on ESPN and ABC, and people will enjoy it here in Vegas. So hopefully we get – Vegas will be represented well, I think, and, and, and you know, another another reason to show off this wonderful city of Las Vegas. Yep, well, you are the ambassador. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> uh, 
go ahead, go ahead and enjoy yourself this week. Uh, we'll, we'll talk on Wednesday night when we have the head coach from the University of Central Oklahoma, the WCH. Have they clinched yet, or is it just a forgiven thing that they're going to win this after their uh, dominance this weekend again? Uh, I think it's pretty much a. I think it's pretty much because uh, the UNLV's twelve points behind, and there's only four games left uh, for them, so they can only get twelve. So I, I think the best they could do is tie, and I think Central Oklahoma beat them. So I would guess they have any sort of tiebreaker. So, and I don't obviously Missouri State can't catch them now with only having a couple of games, league games left. So I think they, I don't think it's official, but I'm sure it's, it's, it's it'll be official soon that Central Oklahoma will will clinch the WCHL. All right, that's for Wednesday night. Steve Marsh, thanks for joining us. Rob and I will be back in about two minutes to uh, wrap up another uh, episode of Professional Hockey Selfless Weekly. When we talk Olympics, the guys are on their way to China. They may be in China right now, all of them by now. So we'll get into it in just a minute. Thanks, guys. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, we're back. Indeed it is. <clears throat> Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, as I stumble through my uh, speaking. Uh, <clears throat> uh, clearing my throat as we go. Scott Strandy with you in Denver, Colorado. My co-host is always Rob Rothfarr, out in beautiful Southern California. 
Rob, we talked NHL All-Star Game. We talked NHL breakdowns. Um, before we jump into uh, the Olympic part of it, which, of course, will not include NHL players, a couple of AHL players, um, but uh, I we haven't really touched on this. A story broke by Craig Morgan, and I've talked to Craig a couple of times about it. Um, the fact of the matter is the uh, Arizona Coyotes are looking for a place to play. Um, they say it's temporary. Um, they're, they're hoping that they're going to be able to, uh, get a new building in Arizona. But, uh, the story that Craig broke was that there are advanced discussions with Arizona state to play in a 5,000 seat building. I have my thoughts. Uh, my co-host on, um, Sunday and Tuesday definitely has his thoughts. <laughs> Your thoughts on that situation. Is that even feasible? I, you know, I, I don't know. When I read, I read the article, I, uh, exchange some banter with some people on Twitter. I, I don't get it. Uh, to me, it's the uh, Coyotes just grasping at straws. I mean, they're going to lose so much more. What are they going to do? Charge $1,500 a seat to try to make up for the lost revenue? It just sounds so ludicrous. I don't know why ASU, when I believe they went to the Coyotes originally to do something, why ASU would get back involved with that. I uh, I think it's ridiculous. I think ASU now attaching themselves to the Coyotes is a bad idea. At the beginning when ASU was starting, I thought it might be a good idea just to expand hockey in the Southwest and in Arizona. But now I don't think it's a good idea at all. Yeah, I kind of think, and I, I like I said last night's show, um, there's so many hurdles. I mean, you're talking about the NHLPA. You're talking about the NHL itself. They're going to want particular things. There's interactions between the NHL and the NCAA, which have to be remedied. Uh, you can't have them together. Then there's the fact that, you you know, ASU is getting this brand-new building that they were looking so forward to highlighting as yep. their own and their thing. Now you're talking about sharing it again. And when you say sharing, it's more than the 41 home games. It's uh, it's going to be about 70 dates a year because uh, you're going to have to accommodate visiting teams' opportunity to practice. Oh, and- absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's not only that, but, you know, now if, if with the Coyotes, because the ASU schedule's set, they also have other events going on in the arena. So now it's like you try to cherry pick these dates and it's, I don't know. I just, I think, I think it's setting up for a bigger failure than they're already in. (laughs) And I think the frustrating part of this whole thing was, I think the coyote, well, I don't think I've been told the coyotes were so uh, set on the fact that they were going to be able to renegotiate some sort of short term deal with the city of Glendale that uh, up until about a month ago, they didn't even have an alternate plan. They just assumed that they were going to be able to work something out. And all of a sudden, uh, a month ago, a little over a month ago now, the uh, the uh, city of Glendale came out and said, hey, when the Coyote season is over with, they're out and we're starting remodeling to make uh, uh, Gila River Arena a concert venue, not really a hockey venue. So th- when that was said, now the Coyotes are looking. I would have thought they would have been looking a long time ago. Not that there's really anywhere to look. I mean, I've been in Arizona. The The Veterans Memorial Coliseum is not really an option, at least not a, a short-term option because it's going to take some renovation right. and a ton of money and right. the approval of the uh, the county fair board who uh, right. owns it. Um, and then you look at, you know, it's definitely not going downtown in the new uh, basketball renovated arena because uh, Sarver is not allowing that at all. Nope. Um, 
and Arizona State is really a, a, their only viable place. But even then, I mean, you know, there's more seats in the Tucson arena. There might even be more seats in Prescott Valley. Um, well, so I, I don't, don't know. If you even, even thought about accepting that as a, as a deal. That, that they would join, let the Coyotes join with them. I don't know why. They they Like you said, they put all this money and effort into this new arena to uh, really jumpstart their program, and now you're going to share it with an NHL team? I don't know. To me, it's a lose-lose proposition. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess our thoughts are out there. We'll find out as things go on. I've asked Craig to come on. He's going to at some point, I believe. He's uh, He's just been really tied up with stuff. So I even offered to buy him lunch. And if he was going to be in Denver tomorrow, but <laughs> he will not be in Denver. And a matter of fact, he said he had to buy lunch for his crew uh, in their studio tomorrow. So, uh, but anyway, we'll get on with uh, with uh, the show and, and go from there because uh, unusual again um, takes us back to our childhood. I think when when uh, college players were playing in the Olympics, and uh, way back in 1980, a group of uh, Olympians, college kids. Did the unthinkable. Well, I can group? tell you, this is anything but the old college, give it the old college try and uh, that the, you have college kids playing. You do have a couple sprinkled in, but one of the things that uh, is not served, youth is not served. I was just looking at over 30 or over. I just wanted to, because it just seemed like there were a lot. How many times would you ever see a Canadian roster for the Olympics if you were using NHL players that have 14 30-year-old or over players, including a 37-year-old, 36-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. And one is Adam Cracknell, who we talk about in the AHL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and the general manager of the Team Canada, of course, is Shane Doan. Yep. So he's one of the guys helping to build this roster. And uh, I heard him on the radio a while ago. But when you look at Team USA, Rob, they do have a lot of college players, 15 of them, I believe, to be exact, including Matthew Nice from, from Phoenix who plays at the University of Minnesota. And uh, Paul Hornstein and I have been talking about how is this going to affect the college teams in their stretch run because there's guys from Michigan, North Dakota, right. um, Minnesota. Uh, you go to Donald's Mankato, Minnesota State as a player that's uh, that's going to be going. So um, Minnesota Duluth as a player, Boston U. Um, there's, uh, there's just a ton of players that are going to be uh, playing hockey um, <laughs> for Team USA for a month when their teams are trying to uh, place themselves in a in a spot to, uh, to get to a national tournament. Well, if there's any year that th- this could happen, it'd be this year because they're, they should already be used to playing without players that they that normally would be playing because of the whole COVID. So in this situation, this, these, this might be the only chance that they have to go uh, to an Olympics because who knows in the future, how many more Olympics still, that the NHL will agree to go to. Uh, and that's why, you know, that's why I think you have so many veteran players because that may be their last time and 30 plus players it may be their last time to ever lace it up in the Olympics. Uh, but I just, I just will be. It will be interesting to watch the uh, Michigans and the Harvards and Minnesota Duluths and see how they handle their star players being gone. Yeah, it is going to be interesting. And uh, fortunately, fortunately or unfortunately, I'm going to be able to see most of them uh, right here in the uh, in the Rockies. So a couple names I want to throw out there: uh, AHL prospects that uh, 
that and one playing in the KHL, but he's played in the NHL and the AHL in the past. Andy Mealy uh, and Aaron Ness, um, who's been playing with the Providence Bruins. So you got him. You got Nick Shore, who's been in the KHL. You got Pat Nagel, yep. um, who was a goaltender for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Um, you got a couple from uh, let's see, Strassman is playing in Sweden. Um, who else well, do we chi- have? The Chinese team is made what? up of the entire uh, team from the KHL, except for one guy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the, I, for- I, the former Arizona State player, <laughs> which, which, which is uh, is he playing for? Uh, I thought he was still. I thought he was playing. I thought he was he's on Team to- China. He's on Team China. He, yeah. he is still with the with okay. the, the program at Arizona State, but he's playing with Team China. Right, right. They released the ASU released him to play in the Olympics. That's that was nice of them to do because you know who knows how many opportunities he'll have. Yeah, exactly. So uh, lots of stuff to to keep our eye on. It, it's going to be weird, Paul. I I, I think uh, Paul Rob. I think Paul will be taking days off. Uh, he'll be uh, maybe sick. Uh, for a little while because these games are going to be in the morning. So he'll get his fill of hockey. Uh, most games, I believe, start at 8 a.m. Eastern time. <laughs> oh, well. You know, he'll, so he he'll, may have some sick days he's got to accumulate. <laughs> you, you know, all of a sudden, <clears throat> uh, you know what, COVID, I got to be quarantined for 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to go back to that 10-day thing. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so anyway, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I really have no idea how you're going to handicap these teams because, like you said, you mentioned the age of Canada, you, and, and I mentioned the youth of uh, Team USA. Um, what's in between, Rob? You know what? The, the, I don't think it's any secret that the Russian Olympic Committee, the ROC, as they're called, uh, they have four players 30-plus, and uh, Slava Vanyov and Vadim Shepanov, Slepnikov or Shipnikov, uh, 32 and 34. Those are the oldest on the team. I They're the ones because most of the guys are coming from the KHL for these Olympics, for most of the rosters. So they're the favorites because they're going to be the ones that have the most synergistic team playing together. Yep, totally agree with you. Um, so, so you put Russia at the top to start with? I think uh, it, chance I think, that the United States can medal? Uh, you know what? I th- I put I put Russia and Sweden as the top two if I'm going to handicap it, uh, and then you know USA definitely can. Uh, it's hard to think that Canada is not going to uh, be vying with the U- the US for the bronze or at least the medal. Uh, but it, you know, look, don't ca- don't discount Finland. Finland's one of these countries that o- always get overlooked. NHL players or no NHL players, and they always seem to be consistent and one of the toughest outs. So. Uh, I just think that, uh, you know, the Russians and the Czech Republic, maybe, uh, in the Group B, you have Canada, U.S. that should advance in the uh, in Group A, and then you have Finland and Sweden in Group C, sets up those six teams. Uh, pretty, pretty fun uh, competition, if you ask me. Yeah, totally agree with you. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the coaching staff for Team USA. Um, head coach David Quinn, the former coach at uh, Boston University, uh, is going to be the head coach. The assistant coaches, Mike Hastings, who's at Minnesota State, Brett Larson, who is at um, St. Cloud State, 
And the other two, I cannot remember. Scott Young and David Lassonde. I can't. I can't remember what the, what schools they are tied to. But uh, that brings you a lot of uh, a lot of youth, as you would expect, uh, to bring those younger coaches who have had some uh, international experience and really know the college players that are going to be making up the most part of this roster. Well, the, the USA uh, with those college kids, uh, speed it will be the name of their game. Uh, they'll be tough on defense. Uh, we'll see how the goaltending holds up. Uh, they have one veteran, Pat Nagel. Uh, then their other goaltenders are uh, a little bit more on the younger side. So we'll, we'll see how they handle the uh, first time on a big stage like the Olympics. I mean, I know they play uh, junior tournaments, but the Olympics, uh, you know, when, when you see the flags go up and whatnot, uh, you know, that's something they've experienced at the junior level. So we'll see if they can experience it at the uh, adult level. You know, and I heard uh, head coach uh, David Quinn talking about his goaltending situation, and he kind of said, you know, we're going to let them fight it out for the eight practices or whatever we get before they start playing games. Uh, so Drew Comesso, Strauss Mann, and Pat Nagel uh, are the three that are going to be battling out. Obviously, uh, Nagel quite a bit older than both Strauss Mann and uh, Drew Comesso. Uh, Comesso uh, was supposed to be the goaltender last year and again this year for the uh, – world juniors and uh, COVID bit them both times. Uh, so uh, who knows? Drew Camesso might win that starting job. Well, if, if youth will be served for the U S uh, with a coach like Quinn, I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, you know, he, he likes the kids. He likes uh, the compete level. Uh, so it'll be, it'd be very interesting to see what a former college coach. Uh, I mean, he was a coach obviously with the Rangers before uh, his last stop. Well, it'll be interesting because he's he's more of a youth guy. He's more of a teacher, one of those guys that really stand out when it comes to getting guys to the next level. So it will be interesting to see wh- how he runs his goaltenders. Yeah, really well. And and things get underway. Do you have the schedule in front of you, uh, Rob, as far as when things get underway? Officially? Uh, Preliminary games? or I see that the uh, – no, I'm, I'm trying – it pulled up – uh, something that was not what I thought it was going to be. Uh, but no, I don't have the, uh, the men's, I just had their rosters up. I'm trying, I was trying to find when it starts. Let's see if I could click on that and see when it starts. Uh, I think I may have found it. Uh, yeah, here we go. Thursday, February 10th, they play a preliminary game against uh, China. Uh, the f- Saturday, the 12th of February, they'll play a preliminary game against Canada. And then on the 13th, they'll play a preliminary round against Germany. The 15th, 16th, 18th, 19th, and the gold medal game will be February 20th, uh, all obviously in uh, Beijing. Um, Games, most of the time, are going to be in the mornings, Eastern time. Sometimes there's going to be some real early in the morning. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, we'll look forward to seeing that and uh, keeping track of what's happening along the way. Of course, the All Star break uh, officially starts. I think Tuesday, tomorrow night after uh, the games are played, they'll have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, and they will return to game action on Monday. So, Rob, good stuff. Uh, excited to see what happens in the All Star game, and excited to see what happens after. I am definitely excited to see the uh, skills competition and all this stuff they do in and around Vegas. Uh, always excited to see the three-on-three because it's so fast. Uh, and then, you know, the Olympics to see uh, 
non-NHL players and uh, see the quality of play still be just as good because you have a lot of good professionals that are playing in the uh, Olympics. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro. And uh, Rob, you can uh, do your read and take us away. You got it. From the Summer Skate Studios, Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Drury Inn & Suites, Drury Plaza, Lake Buena Vista. The newest official Disney World hotel is booking now for stays starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Metro by T-Mobile. Switch to our $60 million, $60 a month, $60 million, that'd be a lot, $60 a month plan, which includes an Amazon Prime membership. Oh, okay, that's why it's $60 million. With Amazon <laughs> See one of our stores for details by Summer Skates. Whether you use your own name and a number or that of your favorite player, show off your game and style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See summerskates.com for more information. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. No one knows goalie needs better than we do. See the website for our three Valley locations and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas where our food sums up one word, perfection. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel and refine your drive at mdriveformen.com. Peterson Toyota, our staff at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins works hard to make sure you get the right car that fits your needs, new or pre-owned. Jets Pizza, more than just great pizza. You'll love our wings, sidekicks, and more. Find a location near you at jetspizza.com. And by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn, your, turn on your ITHSW podcast. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. All right. Our thanks to our own Stephen Marsh for joining us and giving us a little uh, Vegas flavor and a little Vegas update on the upcoming uh, uh, All-Star game for the NHL. Uh, we still got some games played tonight, still got some games to play tomorrow, and then get things underway for uh, for a little break. And then, Rob, after they come back, look out. There'll be a game every night. <laughs> when they come back. It's going to be crazy. We'll say goodnight, <laughs> little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.